the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Goal McFlurry. Goal McFlurry. Goal McFlurry is what it came up with. Just so you know. All right. Thank That's you. That's my for- new stage name. Hi, I'm Goal McFlurry. That's a great name. That's yeah. a great name. Uh, so we're going to go into the podcast now. Thank you for joining us. Feel free to hit us up in the chat. We'd love to say hey. Uh, but uh, let's get into recording this show. Did you say gold or goal? Goal. Although either one is great. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gold McFlurry. <laughs> That's going to be my new character, like whenever I want to get real radio. Like, you know, that Sunday radio. Yeah. There's there's always the, either the, hello, how are you doing this morning? Or mm-hmm. there's the, uh, hey, welcome to the radio yeah, in yeah, the yeah. morning. Like, yeah, yeah. There's those two guys. The radio pukers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I like Gold McFlurry. Yeah. It kind of has a George Takei thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I was, uh, I was always Richie McKenzie. <laughs> Richie McKenzie? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a baseball announcer, actually. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Richie, Richie McKenzie, McKenzie with you on 101.7 News FM, and we've got a lineup for you that you're going to love today. Oh, man, that is that is Gold McFlurry. That's what that is. <laughs> Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that is ready for some actual good movies, it's Sif Pop. Burn 2019. Welcome to Sip Pop Streaming Live's most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Nick Fleury. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer. He's my tuned in and tubular co host, Andrew Armsby. <laughs> he did it, oh boy! <laughs> and each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Oh, I can't wait for next week. You might quit after next week. Why is it, oh, with the threes? Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening. You could do try something like trifecta it's possible or that's possible yeah. i'll try to come up with something yeah um how you doing man good you? it's time for another podcast yeah. we're recording this a day early yeah because i'm going to see weird al yeah uh and i think we'll chat a little bit about that for our uh pop members for yeah. the bonus podcast because we do one of those patrons get uh, perks. every week but i did just see something before we came in here and I don't think it's on your do we care because it like was just happening today. But did you see that that Reuters news tweeted something? I know you're off Twitter now, by the way. I should mention that. Oh, yeah. So deleted it. You deleted Twitter. But they tweeted some, a picture out of Kirsten Dunst getting her Hollywood star of fame. Who's Reuter? Uh, Is just it like a, a reporting? It's a, yeah, it's a okay. news reporting service. Okay. And the caption for it was Kristen Dunst, best known for being Spider-Man's girlfriend. Oh, no. Is getting her Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Like, of all the <laughs> stupid things to put in your 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 tweet. Like, were they kid? Was that a Was it supposed to be a joke? It's weird. It's yeah. really weird. This is a news service. Yeah. Spider-Man. Did they say Kristen or Kirsten? I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, wait, uh, Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. 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 
Kirsten. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. My guess is she's not getting the star because of that role. I'm guessing <laughs> yeah, not. Maybe Teenage Suicide <laughs> or, you know, heck, even season two of Fargo, you know. She's an amazing actress. You can't just make her a an object of a movie, well, you know. Well, go, go all the way back to her, her first movie. I mean, maybe not her first movie, but interview, uh, interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire. She was incredible as a kid, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Nope. I, that was it's, one of those things. She's Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, she's Spider-Man's girlfriend. Yeah. And, of course, that is kind of a... Uh, there is a little political tinge to that, too, right? With the whole Mary Jane thing. Like, Mary Jane has become, like, a politically charged word even in you know in kind of pop culture right isn't that oh no mary sue i'm thinking mary sue not yeah, mary I was jane like, no no no. i totally got that messed up my yeah. bad my yeah. bad anyways i thought i'd bring that up in yeah, case you hadn't heard it that was not on the list i just twitter man but thank you because it was a rough week for doing oh, i know it? we're not there yet but ooh man we joked about last week you know because it was mm-hmm. so gr- cram packed of info mm-hmm. that they just didn't they should have spread it out over the two weeks for me you yeah. know they should have spread it out for me just to make it a little <laughs> bit easier but it was rough uh well we will get there uh we're gonna have a little bit of a different show this week not only are we recording a day early we don't have an official review this week there wasn't really anything coming out that we were dying to talk about and so we figured we'd take this week to do some fun stuff uh we're going to get to the results of the summer sum game so we'll take a look at both how the uh, the Sif Pop gurus did at this game, and then also how the the you know how you did as well. I think we had like a hundred and ten entries or yeah. something like that. We had a lot of people joining in and playing. I won. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, no spoilers. We'll, we'll get there. We'll see. Um, so we're going to take a look at that. Then we're going to do a little bit of an, a 2019 awards preview. We're going to, you know, kind of look at what's ahead of us. Finally excited to see some high quality movies possibly coming out. That's going to be fun. Uh, so we'll talk about movies that have already come out that we can see maybe vying for awards. There aren't that many of those. And then we'll look ahead to the future and see uh, what we think may be uh, vying for best picture. So that's going to be a kind of a little bit of a awards preview slash fall preview, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, of course, we'll do a, a sift quest on the streaming wars. Somebody asked about the streaming wars, so this will be mm. uh, interesting. And then, uh, of course, we've got some buried treasure to talk about as well. But let's kick it off with some Do We Care. Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I try to pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether do we care or not. Number one. Actually, I am excited about this one right here. Telltale Game Studio is coming back, people. This is exciting news for me. All right, so tell me what's on Telltale Games. Now, I I have talked about this many times before. Yeah. I stopped being a gamer probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and wasn't really a gamer for even the 10 years before that. Would occasionally play stuff on the Wii. I'm great at Wii Bowling. That's the last game I yeah. was amazing at. Yeah. Uh, so I did play a little bit of uh, Skyward Sword. But other than that, I just I haven't played a lot of video games. So Fair tell enough. me why this is important. I It's one of my favorite uh, game companies ever. They did uh, The Wolf Among Us, which I really do consider one of the greatest games ever made. It's a uh, episodic game series. They release an episode... And then a couple months later, they'll release the next episode within the game. So it's like you're watching a movie that you get to interact with. It's a choose-your-own-adventure 
company. Every okay. single game they make has a choose-your-own-adventure element to it. They made a Batman game where, you know, you get to decide, am I going to decide to do this next mission as Bruce Wayne, you know, the charismatic debonair man, or am I going to be sneaky and do it I, as Batman? I'm not I'm not trying to be trite here. Aren't all video games choose your own adventure? No, no, like, it's literally like it's a decision, like two choices or three choices. Like decision come, tree kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of like one of those choose your own adventure books, you know, like if you want to do this, go to page two, except this time it's, you know, push X or O or B or whatever mm-hmm. console you're playing on. Um, and then each one has ramifications, you know, like if you choose to do this, then obviously this is going to happen. And they are so good at making it seem like whatever decision you make um, matters. Like even if it's like you know it's not going to be um, that impactful to the story, like some decisions really aren't. But uh, for the story you want to tell yourself, you can see like, oh man, choosing not to help this person, even though it's not like life-threatening or anything like that, yeah. it's going to have impacts on my relationship with them. And I kind of like that character, but I know I wouldn't make this decision, you know? Yeah. But then there are those, you know, life-changing, you know, decisions, and all their games are like that. Wolf Among Us is so good, and they were uh, at last, I don't know if it was last E3 or the E3 before, they had a Wolf Among Us Season 2 preview come out, and everybody flipped out, like, finally we're getting Wolf Among Us Season 2, and then Telltale Games went under. And we were all super very sad. Aw. Uh, could could people see it coming? I mean, were there telltale signs that they were Actually, in yeah. trouble? <laughs> I know you're making a pun, but yes, there were. Because they tried to... It's a small production company. Yeah. And they tried to throw out so many different games. They tried to do it so quickly, too, that it kind of, like, games came out very buggy, you know, and stuff it's like that. a lot of risk involved. Yeah. Yeah, and all their games have like that cell shading kind of texture to them. It makes it look like a 2D and a 3D world. It's really all their games are okay. very beautiful. Well, very yeah. good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, glad that maybe some of those games that you were hoping for are going to come out. Yes, I'll continue to play the little game where I bounce the balls around on my phone every once in a while. Pong. <laughs> I'm getting a feeling that Aaron doesn't care about this one. <laughs> oh, yes. if he doesn't care about that one, then this is going to be a rough do we care. I'll just uh, tell you right now, because this next one, here we go. Uh-huh. It, number two, it is rumored that at the end of this year, Comcast is going to let go of stars. Oh, interesting. You know, I mean, this kind of plays into our you know discussion of the streaming wars later. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating to watch these big companies decide what's important and not important, you know, in their content library. Yeah. It, I, I guess start what, I mean, like what hits has stars put out? Like what's their big performer? Actually, I, I they really do have like, a bunch of them. I really liked Ash versus Evil Dead, but that, yeah. that's probably the only thing that I've checked out. That you've checked them. out from yeah. stars. I know they have stuff that I've heard people talk about. Um, but you know, it's just never been something. And I think probably those audiences aren't big enough to build a, you know, like a content library long term off of. All right, here we go. Ash versus the evil dead. Mm -hmm. The, the two Spartacus shows. Okay. I don't really know anything about those. Black sails, which I don't even know. I've heard about that. That's a pirate show, right? I, I, (laughs) (laughs) uh, power, which. I don't know that one. Yeah. Power or powder? No, power. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's this show. It's an audio podcast, yeah. Andrew. Outlander, 
which a lot of people, you know, watch. Uh And then there's two shows called The White Princess and The White Queen. I don't Mm. know either of those. Wow, that seems very racist. Uh, You sure? I think it's like Snow White, possibly. (laughs) Yes, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's... I mean, they have black sails, so, you know, they're... Oh, that show just ended uh, a couple years ago. I think think this is probably just, um, as most of them are, a money decision, right? Sure. Yeah. Speaking of money decisions, number Mm -hmm. three. Number three. After all of their acquisitions, Disney could potentially lay off around 4,000 employees from the former Fox properties. Yes. I guess the big Mm. ones getting hit are National Geographic, which makes me sad. And... um, some of the uh, more niche ones like FX. I heard Fox Searchlight was Search. uh, was getting hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I this is rough, uh, and I have a somewhat unpopular philosophical opinion about these kind of things. It is not a human opinion. You ask me my human opinion, my empathy opinion is different than this. On a philosophical level, growth, change, evolution are always a part of life, right? Uh, you know, I remember somebody calling when uh, our radio show, when I talked about how the Postal Service was trying to figure out how to survive, right? The and, band. And uh, yes, the band, the Postal Service. It only came out with one album. <laughs> because uh, obviously text and email and we can just talk to each other, you know, digitally yeah. anytime we want. And so letters just aren't a thing. And I think 95% of their business is solicitation. Right. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about this and we got a complaint call from somebody saying, hey, actual people work at the post office. We need to do our part to send more letters to keep them working at the post office. And I thought, well, that's kind of a, a backwards look at how things change. Right now, this isn't exactly that. This isn't this is different than that in many, many ways. But I think there are some same principles to take from that which is things change if people you know can pursue their their gifts their talents in different ways there are different options to do that yeah um you know i hate when anybody loses their job and i specifically hate when a company takes over and thousands of people lose their jobs yeah right but man there also is kind of some cool innovation that can happen because of that uh you know what i mean like I, I and i don't mean on the big business side i mean those people who now have have to scramble and figure it out and do new things and you know i just think evolution the pain of growth is real but how we approach it determines whether it's positive or negative. I agree with what you're just... <clears throat> and again, this is a philosoph... If, if yeah. I were sitting in a room with somebody who worked at Fox, Fox Searchlight and yeah. had lost their job, totally different conversation. Yeah. I'm talking on a philosophical level, just thinking these things through. On that part, I agree with the example you gave about the post office and yeah. stuff like that. You know, yeah. whenever there's innovation, or you could look at, you know, the... Uh, the fossil fuel industry or coal or anything like that going on. You know, there's innovations in solar and, you know, more clean energy, stuff like that. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's all innovation. I don't really see this as innovation. I see this... It's change. It's change, yeah. you know, which I could appreciate innovation, you know, because it's for the greater good, you know. I don't see how laying off so many people just to get your own, you know, you know, people that you know and trust. I don't see that as innovation. Really. Well, what if it, however, is, I wouldn't call it innovation, but what if it is 
the change in the natural evolution of having to produce entertainment for much less money. We as consumers are much less willing to spend $200 a month on a cable bill or a satellite bill or whatever. And these come in the deluge of content that's out. I mean, it needs to be whittled down, right? There's too much right now. Yeah. So like, I do think there is a natural evolution in entertainment of whittling that down. And this is kind of an unfortunate, painful part of that. Uh, I think what's easy easy to say and and there's some truth to is it always stinks when the big boys swallow up you know something and then lay off the little guys like that yeah. always stinks uh and there's there's good reason to talk about that but there's also good reason to embrace change figure it out have a positive attitude and and go forward you know yeah so i don't know i, I don't know what do i know it's just kind of thoughts that pop into my brain no uh, whenever it comes to innovation, like I'm right there with you. It's just this is a particularly sad story because mm-hmm. it's not the first time Disney's done this. You know, they've acquired something and then there's been big layoffs. You mm-hmm. know, sure. Um, well, and it's not just something entertainment companies do either. All sorts of companies do this. Oh yeah, you know, big I companies. I lost a job lot- because it moved to Mexico. So. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, there's there's a lot of different reasons that things change, and some of them are worse than others. But you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's valuable to kind of look at all sides, but exactly that's just me. But guess what? What? That's going to wrap it up for Do oh, We Care. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. I like that last discussion. Uh, now people can tweet at me on Twitter what a jerk I am. They can't. What a heartless jerk I am. <laughs> they can't me. I can say whatever I want. They can't tweet me. Uh, all right. Uh, no review today. Instead, we are going to go straight into the summer sum game. So this has been going on all summer. In case you don't know about it, maybe you're new to the show. Uh, just to give you a heads up, we play a game every summer. Uh, we have our listeners and also our gurus who are pop culture experts who have been on the show before uh, pick their top 10 movies, uh, money making movies domestically over the summer. So, and put them in order. Take a guess. How do you think they're going to do, right? Yeah. Then at the end of the summer, which is this weekend, uh, I almost said Memorial Day, Labor Day weekend, uh, we tally up and see the points. And you get 10 points if you hit it right on. So if you picked a movie at number three and it came in at number three, you get 10 points. Mm. Otherwise, you get seven points and then on down from that. So if you're one away, you get seven points. Two away, you get six points. So there's there's a nice little bonus for nailing it on the spot. Yeah. Uh, and that matters. The winner almost always wins because they nailed several of the picks. Those yeah. bonuses really well, add up. This year, everybody except for one person got the number one. <laughs> that is true. Avengers Endgame yeah. uh, came in at number one. Let's do that. Let's start there. Let's just take a look at the, what the final standings were. That's a good shall way we? to start this off. Uh, so at number one, Avengers Endgame made $858 million domestically. I should also mention this: these are numbers uh, through before. For this weekend, these numbers will change slightly after the Labor Day weekend. Um, It will only affect one spot on the list, and I'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and that's, that's how the contest goes. We don't wait to see how much they make overall total by the time everything is done. Um, we just, we tallied up and then cut it off at Labor Day weekend. So Avengers ends up at uh, about 858 million. Lion King 2019 in at number two, 514 million is where it stands right now. That is a giant gap. That is, well, it's kind of interesting, right? Like the first four are, are pretty clearly drawn, right? Then yeah. you go down to Toy Story 4 at 427 million and you're like, ah, that's only half of Avengers. And then you're like, 
That's over four hundred million dollars domestically. It's crazy for how bad movies have been this year. How much money they all made? Yeah. So so far, Disney, Disney, Disney. Yes. Uh, our first non-Disney, technically, uh, although Disney had a large role in it. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home coming in at number four with three hundred and eighty million, uh, just beating out Aladdin. 2019, also Disney, and at number five with 353 million. Those five were the big money makers. Yeah, Uh, really, it was. It really, it's one, two, three, and then four and five. It's it's really like the tiers are really impressive here. Yeah, and then after that, it's really close. It's very close. This is the one that very few people got. I'm surprised to get this much. John Wick Chapter Three in at number six. $170 $170 million. Good for John Wick, you yeah. know? That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, so that's one not a lot of people saw happening. Um, the next two on the list will change. This is the one that will change this weekend, uh, unless something very strange happens. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets 2 currently has $157 million. Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw currently has $150 million. Uh, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw should make about $10 million this weekend. Uh, and Secret Life of Pets 2 is pretty much done making money. It may make like a million or so uh, this weekend. So uh, Fast and Furious should come in at number seven, and Secret Life of Pets should come in at number eight once this weekend is over. Um, and then in at number nine, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I'm actually surprised this wasn't much higher. I uh, really am. Yeah, well, I mean, I, there's a lot of surprises if things not higher. Men in Black yeah. isn't even on this list. Yeah. Like, that blows my mind. Men in Black's not on this list. Uh, Dark Phoenix isn't on this list. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... They're You're just some really bad movies. Blockbuster <laughs> movies that not only weren't good, but people also didn't go see. That's not always the case. Sometimes movies aren't good and people still go pay money for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad. You know. Oscar winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> Oscar winner Suicide Squad. Uh, and then the movie that determined the outcome, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I always say it's the number 10 movie that's going to determine who wins, and it was in, again this year. What did it um, knock off? Was it Godzilla? Godzilla. It knocked yeah. Godzilla out of the top 10. Uh, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood makes 125. I think Godzilla ended up like around 110. So it knocked it off handily. It wasn't at the last second like yeah. last year uh, where the Meg just eked it out that last weekend and got me my win. Yeah. Uh, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Tarantino in the top 10 for the summer domestically. Uh, so there you go. That's how the top 10 ended up shaking out. Let's take a look next at uh, Andrew in my picks. <laughs> who do you want to? Who do you want to start with? Well, get the bad out of the way. So start with S- me. Start with you. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll do a little search for Andrew here. We've got Andrew Ormsby. I've start got him with my dark up. horses. I'm curious. Uh, Andrew Ormsby. I'm not gonna lie. I do not remember my Andrew list. Ormsby's uh, dark horses. Uh, you can do a, a search. Uh, Phil, if you want to. Uh, Andrew Ormsby's Dark Horses were yesterday. Did not place in the top ten. Did not. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood you had as a dark horse. Got a point for that. Hey! In uh, Brightburn, which did not crack the top ten Man, as well. I, had, I thought that movie was going to be good. And then Dark Phoenix at number ten. Didn't crack the top ten. Nope. Men in Black International at number nine. Didn't no. crack the top ten. Godzilla at number eight. <laughs> oh. Didn't crack the top ten. <laughs> So close. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, though, did. Got six points for that because that was two off and ended up at number nine. And you had it at uh, number seven. 
At number six, you had Aladdin. It ended up at number five, so you got seven points for that. That's close. Fast and Furious, you had at number five. Uh, I believe that's going to end up at uh, number... Ten, nine. No, nine, eight, seven. 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 Seven or six. I think it's seven. Anyways, uh, you got five points for that. Now you will end up with six points for that, so you will have another point. Woot. Uh, Toy Story 4, uh, you had it number 4, it was actually number 3, so you get 7 for that. Lion King at number 3, it was actually number 2, so you get 7 points for that. Spider-Man Far From Home was at number 4, you had it at number 2. Didn't quite perform as well as you thought it would. No, I just I just banked on Marvel cleaning up this year. Yeah. You know, because I in my head I was thinking, you know, Far From Home ends Phase 4. Right. So people have, are like itching, how... Is Endgame not ending Phase Four? There's got to be something crazy in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Right. So I thought that was going to be the big draw to get people to come out, and uh, it's Spider-Man. And uh, Avengers: Endgame at number one. What? You got ten <laughs> points for that. Way to go, Andrew! Hey, got your ten points for Avengers: Endgame. A total of forty-nine points for Mr. Andrew Armsby. Two B fifty. Uh, came in ninety-seventh out of one hundred and ten people. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, uh, on to my picks. Uh, let's see. We'll start with again with the uh, dark horses. The dark horses. Speaking of dark, Dark Phoenix uh, did not make the list. Rocket Man did not make the list. I did have John Wick as a dark horse, even though I didn't have it in the top yeah. ten. So I did get a point for that. Yeah. Uh, had Godzilla at number ten. Once upon a uh, time in Hollywood knocked it out. Sad. I would have won had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> knocked not knocked Godzilla out. So last year the number ten saved me. This year it, it killed me. Yep, uh, and that's how it goes. Because I also had Pokemon Detective Pikachu right at the exact right spot at number nine. So ten points for that. Men in Black International did not make the list. I'm actually. Good. I think that's the most surprising one to me is that that a Men in Black movie didn't even crack the top ten. Didn't even crack the top eleven. Yeah. I'm glad that bad movies don't make. I am too. I, that's fine with me. Yeah. I, I have no problem with it. It's just, it's very surprising. Uh, I had Aladdin at uh, number seven, and uh, it came in at number five, so I got six points for that. Secret Life of Pets. I had all the way up at number six. Uh, I'm still surprised that movie. I know it's you know, off by a little bit, but I'm still surprised that made the top ten. Yeah. Because there was a whole bunch of kids' movies, kid-friendly movies, that came out roughly around the same time as that. I thought it was just going to well, get swept, by, swept under the rug. Life of Pets 1 made a ton of money, you know? Yeah. So it's it's very interesting that it didn't come up higher, but I uh, got seven points for that. Fast and Furious got five points for that. Uh, I will end up getting an extra point for that. Uh, although I will end up losing a point for Secret Life of Pets, so that kind of balance out. My score will stay about the same. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, I nailed it number four. Boom. But I had Toy Story and Lion King re- reversed. <sighs> Uh, so yeah, so that cost me six points. Uh, but Lion King I had at number three for seven points, Toy Story two, and I also got Avengers Endgame at number one. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank you very much. Didn't you say everybody except for one person? Everybody, one person. I know this one person. I work with this one person. <laughs> uh, and I, I think he, he knows he made a mistake. <laughs> Didn't he have a Lion King at number one? Yeah. 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 I think he knew Avengers was going to make a ton of money. I think he just really thought Lion King was going to blow everything i think he thought it you know was going to make a billion domestically like he just really thought lion king was going to blow up yeah so well that's the problem i mean it kind of did over 500 million ain't nothing it's it wasn't all wrong it's the issues with these remakes you're going to have people going well i've already seen the animated version i don't need to see the new animated well especially when your new your new animated version 
is exactly the same as the old one, except worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the only differences are things that make the movie worse. Uh, so, so yeah, so there you go. There are, that's our battle. Uh, my total was 63. 63 points. I ended up coming in 35th overall. Um, all right, let's move on to the final guru standings. So mm. we'll look at this first. Um, so the guru standings, uh, these are just the Sif Pop gurus. Uh, and let's see, just got to pull that up. How do I do that? Yep, just click that button right there. So hey. let's, uh, let's work our way up, shall we? Uh, Danae came in with 46 points at 13th. There were 13 gurus that played this year. Andrew <coughs> at number 12 beat Danae by three points. Yeah, it did. Good job. Take that, Danae. Uh, Josh in at number 11 with 50 points. Uh, Jonathan oh, I'll Powell tie with Josh. Uh, cool. at uh, number 10 with 51 points. By the way, there is a tiebreaker. You may not know this. If you have the same amount of points, whoever had the most exact Exactly right uh, is the tiebreaker. So that's why you will see some people in that have the same amount of points that are in a different place. Um, so let's see. Uh, Jonathan Watkins uh, in at 52 points in at number nine. He is the one that uh, didn't have Avengers at number one. Uh, Daniel Posey, 52 points at number eight. Uh, Blake and Drew Douglas both had 55 points, but Drew had more correct, exactly correct. So he's in sixth. Blake's in seventh. Uh, Curious Low in at number five. Nice. Then the CinemaSins guys. Chris, Man, they cleaned up this year. Chris yeah. Atkinson, uh, 61 points. Jeremy, 62 points. Me, 63 points. Those CinemaSins writers know what they're doing. I was going to say, the, yeah, all those Cinemasins. <laughs> Listen, guys, that trifecta. But in at number one yes. by one point, it's Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Well done, good sir. Now this Showing is, those CinemaSin guys who's this is, the boss. This is where it gets interesting, because if you look at Jack's uh, uh, list here, it's very similar to mine. Uh, in fact, he also has Godzilla in at number 10, which I didn't. Remember how I said that yeah. kept me from being yeah. the first? Do you know why? Because he also had Once Upon a Time in his... Honorable uh, mention. Or uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horses. And that Ugh. one point yep. was what made the difference. Dude, he put Shaft... In his dark horses. He did. He wow. Did. And honestly, I think that should be negative a point. Can we all just agree on that? Can we just all agree that, that putting long shot and shaft in your dark horses should eliminate a point or two? Shaft is actually <laughs> my mom's most anticipated movie of the year. So uh, yeah. congratulations, Jack. Uh, with 64 points, you are the guru champion. Woo! So... And now. again, and what's interesting is, uh, you know, um, as far as overall... Jack didn't come in first. He came in like around where I was at 35, right? Yeah. But if Godzilla hadn't gotten knocked out, Jack and I would have been one and two. Of everything. Uh, uh, of overall, not just of the gurus. Yeah. So let's take a look at the overall and we'll do the top 10 here. Uh, we're going to start with a tie for ninth between Trey Davis and Matthew Park. Nice. 71 points uh, each and they both had the same amount correct. Uh, and then we had uh, Malini uh, Coria, I'm going to say. 72 points, came in at number eight. Gideon Patrick came in at number seven with 73 points. Magic Mur 20 came in at number six with 74 points. Number one Waluigi fan <laughs> came in at, or tied at number four uh, with 77 points. Because his top four were all dead on. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah. So, uh, and then, and you're going to see that with these top guys. Uh, Tom Trainer, I mentioned, tied at number four. Grayson Lackey was in number one spot uh, again until um, uh, oh, Fast Godzilla and the Furious kind of got him there. Yeah. Uh, move some stuff out of the way. Uh, and then Reese uh, Twyford. This is interesting. And we'll come back to Reese. He came uh, in at second with 79 points. But easy E, man. 84 points. That is a record. Uh, he hit six exactly on the nose, including the number 10 spot, which I'm telling you, yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, six on the nose. And then all the other four he didn't hit on the nose, he still had them in the top 10. He had a perfect top 10 as far as the movies that were there yeah, he called them all and uh and 60 of them were exactly in the right spot that's an incredible list now i will say uh fast and furious he's going to gain a point for but he's also going to lose a point for secret life of pets so he still is going to end up with 84 points yeah once this is said and done but if you go back to reese this is interesting reese is actually going to gain three points for secret life of pets because he had it at number eight, and it's going to end up at number eight once Fast and Furious uh, beats it. And he's also going to get another point for Fast and Furious. He's going to gain four points after this weekend. So you might tie? He's gonna, no, he's going to come up one point short. Yeah, because uh, he's, oh, he's, he's at 79. Oh, yeah. man. So, so Reese is going to be one point short of that record-breaking run by Eze, e and, and it's going to be a phenomenal board because he's actually going to have uh, seven of the 10 exactly correct wow. Wow. he just had men in black international yeah. in there and instead he, of easy so that, that wasn't going to be in the top 10 at all so he correct that. yeah so there you go that's what it comes down to congratulations wow. to easy e uh connect with me on twitter send me a dm and he the reward as always is you you tell me what you want said what you want promoted whatever we'll we'll talk about it right here on sif pop so uh you just let me know that and jack from the horrible movie podcast you can let me know as well yeah what uh what you want us to say uh for your winning speech congratulations to all of our winners yes and thank you so much to all 112 people that played this year uh very excited and uh all and congratulations to all 92 that beat andrew uh this year <laughs> everybody beat me i tell you man i tell you every single year summer some game that's not my game I'm all about the Oscar prediction. The Oscar picks, man. That's where, that's that's where, where that's you where shine. I shine. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the awards preview for 2019. This let's, will be a little bit interesting. We've speaking kinda, of Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of the Oscar picks, nice transition, Andrew. Was that intentional? No. Okay. At all. Not even Joe. Yeah. All right. Well, it was well done anyway. Thank you. I'm a I'm a segwayist, and I didn't even knowist it. I don't even know what that actually should be i'm good at segues and also speaking of segues that's what it should be no all right let's uh let's go on to the awards for 2019 we will start with movies that have already been released this is going to be a short list that we think may find their way into the best picture race uh i have three that are real long shots i have two that i think might even be somewhat likely and I have one that I have no idea about. Yeah. So that's that's so I have six that that have already come out that I would talk about. So. I have two that I would even consider even talking about. Okay, what are the two that you? They're probably the two that I think have a, a good shot. Yeah. Then I would imagine Toy Story four. Oh, interesting. That's a, I had that in my long shot category. Really? Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the. I think that's almost a guarantee. Yeah. I think that is the one movie that's already out. Yeah. 
that uh, has the buzz, has the pedigree, all that kind of stuff that people are still going to be thinking about, you know, when the awards come around. I thought about putting us on that list. That's in my long shot list. But I don't think that it lives up to what everybody remembers from Get Out. You know, Get Mm -hmm. Out was so game changing. And us just has so many um, unanswered, like loose threads and stuff like that, that I think it's going to keep people from, you know, saying, no, that is best picture quality. I agree. Um, there's one that's out right now that I really don't know. I haven't seen it, but Peanut Butter, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, oh, the Shia man, LaBeouf. I want to see that so bad. That is another one that might get some attention. Uh, the other long shot I had was Endgame. There, there is a world where the Lord of the Rings thing happens, right? Where it's like culmination of something that changed cinema, is very popular. And there's this aspect of the Oscars do want to put movies in there that people actually watched. And, you know, what movie did more people watch than Endgame? Literally none. (laughs) (laughs) Literally none. Having said that, I think it's still an extreme long shot. I just can't see it happening. The Oscars are too pretentious. I I think you're right. And I think Black Panther had a lot of things going for it that Endgame doesn't. Exactly. Um, So I I don't see Endgame getting nominated, but it is in my long shot list. Endgame is still my number one movie of the year, but as far as like awards contention, I just don't see it. Um, They're the, going to give it some Oscar noms, but not for Best Picture. They'll give it for, you know, Oh, yeah, it'll get plenty effect. of technical yeah. nominations, all that all that kind of stuff. Maybe even Downey might get a nom. That would be... I think if they're going to give anything to Endgame, like the... You think to a get performance people, nomination? I think a performance nom from Robert Downey Jr. Mm, that is going to be the one, if, be if they do. That would be fascinating. Uh, I don't see it happening, but that that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Rocket Man. Really? I, I I still haven't seen it, so I guess I just don't it's know. It's really good. And, and the thing I just go back to, and the, here's the problem. Elton John's still alive. Well, everybody's already forgotten about it. That probably does does weigh into it as well. But um, but I just keep thinking of Bohemian Rhapsody, how well that did at the Oscars. And yeah. this movie is, Better. for me, ten times as good in every single way. You know, Taron Edgerton is actually singing these songs. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's, his performance is incredible. The movie's really great. So, I I don't think it will, but I I have no clue. It might be one of those things that all of a sudden they, a lot of it depends on politicking, right? And a lot of it depends on campaigns that we don't know anything about. If somebody does a really good campaign somehow and, and starts to catch some momentum, you never know what can happen. You could start that campaign, Aaron. (laughs) I'm starting it now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other one, have you heard of The Farewell? It sounds so familiar. Give me a rundown of it. So the farewell is uh, Aquafina in a serious oh, movie. Is that out yet? I yes. thought that. I thought that. I have that on my uh, coming out list. So oh no, no, no. <coughs> I think that's out already. Okay. Um. So yeah. So the farewell, I think, is going to get some buzz well, as well. I'm just taking off my license. I have not seen that one either. So, but those are the six I think uh, might get some attention. Once upon a time in the farewell, I think are the most likely of those six to actually get nominated. Okay. Uh, on to the coming soon movies, and by soon I mean anytime the rest of this year. Yeah. Uh, and I have that divided into two categories. Yeah. Uh, coming soon, excited. Like I'm excited that these are coming soon in one way or another. And coming soon, clueless. Uh, these are coming soon, but I really don't know much about them. Do you want me to just run through the clueless ones and see if any of them are ones that you have on your list? Uh, yeah, just in case have, you know something about them. Well, 
I did my list differently because mm-hmm. I was still thinking in my head awards contention. So I only picked these are mo- awards contention. Yeah, all I'm these are all movies I think could be an awards contention. Okay, but you said what movies you're excited for. I'm like I got a whole bunch of movies I'm excited for that I don't have my awards contention. Correct. So that's why I was awards confused. contention movies that you're that excited. I'm excited for. Okay. Yes, just to clarify. Cool. Cool. Um, so there, I I have six. Do you want to just go back and forth? Uh, sure. Because I have I, a feeling that you're just going to knock off like all my lists. Well, and here's and this is the reason I think maybe I should knock out the clueless ones first, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about ones we're more ready to talk about. Okay. Rather than just kind of going back and forth, so let me knock off these uh, uh, real quick. Uh, the Goldfinch. Have you heard of the Goldfinch? Yeah. Um, that's one that I really don't know much about. Yeah. But it's definitely got the right you know uh, pedigree to it and sounds interesting. Um, Everybody loves Taron Edgerton. Motherless or, Brooklyn. I mean, not Taron Yeah, Ansel Elgort. Ansel yeah. Elgort, yeah. yeah. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn. I do not know this So one. this is Ed Norton's is Ed that's Norton. coming out. I think, he's, I think he's directing it, yes, too. Yes, So uh, Directorial debut. Um, I think he's directed before. I could be wrong about that. But the point is, it's getting some buzz, and it might be interesting. Again, these are my clueless category, though. I really sure. don't know a lot about these. Uh, Pain and Glory uh, is another one that's coming out that's uh, getting a lot of attention. Um, and again, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, Judy, have you heard of this Judy one? Judy Garland movie. Yeah, the Judy Garland movie. Yeah. Could be very interesting. Could be one of those big performance movies. It's insane how much she looks like it right there. <laughs> it really is. Although this is an audio podcast, Andrew, so nobody can see that. Yeah. Uh, Just Mercy is another one that's that coming That one I up. do not know. Uh, Apparently Phil doesn't either. I couldn't find any images on it. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to, just to tell you, because I, I, you know, I, I do, we, yeah. I, I do have a little bit on these, um, but I will have to look it up and I hate, uh, you know, stalling too much, but, yeah. um, what was this one? Just Mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Just Mercy is got Brie Larson, Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Tim Blake Nelson, civil rights defense attorney, Brian Stevenson recounts his experience and details the case of a condemned death row prisoner whom he fought to free. That I'm cast sold. alone I'm is, sold is that a seller, cast. right? So, you said Michael B. Jordan, Brie Lars. Uh, I'm not even going to. Every, every, everybody you listed right there. I'm like, okay, you sold me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's just mercy. Uh, the last thing he wanted. Uh, this is a journalist quits her newspaper job and becomes an arms dealer for a covert government agency. This is Anne Hathaway, Willem Dafoe, Ben Affleck, and Toby Jones. Wow. So great cast. Um, and uh, that's a Netflix one, by the way. Several okay. of these actually are Netflix. Yeah. Uh, the Good Liar uh, is also coming out. That one does sound familiar. That's a... Oh, yeah. I do want to see this one. So just what do you know those, about this one? Just those. I saw a. Tr- or, uh, I saw actually this exact image, and I'm like, oh. So, yeah, I'm there. Uh, this is a Bill Condon movie. Uh, Ian McKellen, Helen Mirren uh, are in it. It's a seasoned con man finds himself growing to care for the woman he orchestrated his latest scheme against after meeting her online. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. that That's good enough for me. Like I said, I just saw Serena McKellen and uh, Helen Mirren. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to be there. This could be an awards contention, but I couldn't quite put it under ones I'm excited about. Uh, cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It could. It could. You never know, right? I yeah. know everybody's kind of saying, uh, you know, that they think it's going to be a, a hot mess, but yeah. I don't know. People love that musical. Do they? Do they really? Yeah, they're, yes, absolutely. I know it's the most like popular, you know, but I think that it hasn't aged great. Uh, Dark Waters. Have you heard of this one? 
No. So Dark Waters uh, is Todd Haynes uh, directing. Uh, Anne Hathaway, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Bill Pullman. And Anne Hathaway's putting in work <laughs> this year. <laughs> this one's a corporate defense attorney takes on an environmental lawsuit against a chemical company that exposes a lengthy history of pollution. It's uh, Aaron Brockovich with Anne Hathaway, apparently. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Harriet. Do we know this one? Is Harriet. Oh yeah, Harriet Tubman movie. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's another one. I mean, this this movie looks good. This movie looks really. Have good. you seen like a pre, like a preview or anything? Yeah, there's trailers out for it. Okay. Yeah. And you've seen them, and you think it's going to be good. I have seen them, and oh. I do think it's going to be good. All right, and uh, the Aeronauts. Yeah. Was uh, one of the other ones, and anything with hot Eddie air balloons. Redmayne. Yeah, anything with Eddie Redmayne and hot air balloons. I'm in. All right, so those are the ones uh, I'm most clueless about that will possibly even likely be in the conversation. Is that you know fair to say? Like we yeah. want, if we're gonna do an awards preview, we should even mention the ones that we just yeah. don't know a lot about that are gonna be there. Now the rest of these yeah. are ones I know a little bit more about and I'm a little more excited for. Okay. So let's go back and forth and, and I, I will start since I have a yeah. longer list. I, I'll just say up front, I have mine from least likely to make it onto the awards list all the oh, way up to most likely okay yeah i like that why don't we just go through yours and then i'll just fill in the gaps with the other ones that i have okay so since you put them in an order like that i like yeah. that so what's what's your least likely ad astra yeah i agree yeah um, i'm excited for it I'm though v- okay yeah there's here's the thing i'm super stoked for this movie yeah i really am i think it's gonna be great i uh, love brad pitt man yeah, i do too is, is, is it possible brad pitt's underrated with yeah. as many great things as he's... I know people love him, and I know he's a great actor, but... I think he suffers from the pretty boy effect, you know? Like, oh, he's just the beautiful Possibly. face you put, But he is a good actor, man. He is so good. Well, he's just a great presence. He's so charismatic on the screen. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting to see him come out with Ad Astra and then yeah. also already have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. you know, on his resume this year. There's several actors and actresses putting in multiple work this year, so... Yeah, uh, we'll probably talk about Adam Driver at least three more times before we're done here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, so, I don't think did I email these to you, Phil? My picks. I think I think <gasps> he has. I think he has pictures for most okay. of them. So yeah, yeah. okay. Um, my number five. Not then. that people need pictures because yeah. it's an audio podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> well, you know, it's it's. I don't want to you know ruin Phil's day by having him just quickly search for stuff. So right, got um, it. So number five. Uh, I honestly do think that this could be a worse contender, but like I said, it's it's pretty low on the list. I have Joker. Oh, uh, yeah. It was on my list, too. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I have it lower than Ad Astra, probably. Although, yeah. who knows? I mean, it's not... I mean, I mean, we were just here with Heath Ledger, right? I yeah. Mean, the Oscars have nominated a Joker actor before. And uh, I know you don't watch trailers. No. But... Is it a great trailer? The trailers that are out make this look like... Unlike, I should say, unlike anything I've ever seen before, Great. as far as like superheroes, it's it doesn't. You could have like had this trailer if, if you did not know anything about Batman or the Joker or anything, you wouldn't know this is a superhero. It's just. I think that's great. So it's very like naturalistic. It just feels like it feels like Paul Thomas Anderson directed a another movie with Joaquin Phoenix, and I know he didn't do direct this, but it just feels like it's just that weird, dark, yeah. messed up, creepy, and I think. Out of all the performances this year, just from the trailers alone, I can see Joaquin definitely getting the nom. I even like the way, I even like how they've worded the plot synopsis. A failed stand-up comedian is driven insane and becomes a psychopathic murderer. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the movie. It's not about superheroes and villains. It's, you know, that's that's interesting to me. If you, oh, what was, is I think it's The Killing Joke. 
uh, it could be the killing yeah it is the killing joke where um the killing joke is a graphic novel about the joker really and um there's sections of it where they go back into the Joker's origins, the possible origins of the Joker, where with him being a stand-up comedian and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It feels like it might be loosely based on that. Um, it is a period piece, which I do find interesting. And, uh, yeah, Joaquin just looks... It's he's making this role his own. He's not trying to copy Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson. He's not trying to or Cesar Romero. He's not trying to copy any other Joker. It looks like it is his. Uh, De Niro, of course, Ozzy Beats, yes, uh, in there as well. Mark Maron, I think, is in this movie he too. Is, so, which is yeah. funny because he was trashing superhero movies for so long. Now <laughs> well, he's in one. I, he has opinions, right? Yeah. And his his opinion is that you know superhero stuff is kind of kiddie stuff to him. He doesn't feel adult enough to him to. To yeah. merit his time, but this certainly feels adult enough, doesn't it? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, uh, but speaking of De Niro, at number four, I got the Irishman. Irishman, yeah. yeah. I think this is Netflix's big push this year. Oh, doesn't he, it have to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got a couple that uh, that are in contention. We'll talk about uh, another one that I really think is going to be good here in a bit. But uh, the Irishman, man, it, I was just talking with somebody about this uh, just yesterday. Scorsese, does Scorsese still have his fastball? Can he still make a good movie? I think he can throw a curveball, but yeah. as far as a fastball... See, I didn't like Wolf of Wall Street, and that's the most recent one that a lot of people talk about really en- really enjoying. The last one I really enjoyed, I mean, I don't know. Hugo? Maybe Hugo's the last Scorsese movie I really like. Uh, it's interesting. As Shutter probably, Island, maybe? Because I but, love I love Scorsese. I'll yeah. just throw that out there right now. Um, he... I love specific movies of his. Like, some of his movies are, like, top 100 movies of all time for me. And then other movies, I'm like, you kind of... Did you ever see Silence? Yeah, I didn't like Silence. Yeah. It's a a little pondery. I think we we reviewed Silence. I think we may have. I actually enjoyed it more than most people. Yeah. But it's it's a slog. Yeah. It's a slog to get through. I just wonder... I'm excited for this. I'm excited. Of course... I don't even like the stuff of his that a lot of people thinks great, like Goodfellas and and that kind of stuff. So it's, I shouldn't say I don't like it. I have weird yeah, things that make mob it un- movies. yeah that makes it unenjoyable for yeah. me. Um, but you talk about like uh, uh, sorry, I got a fan that uh, uh, you talk about <laughs> movies like Wolf of Wall Street or yeah. uh, uh, what my The Departed mm-hmm. and movies like that. Or even, you know, uh, uh, Goodfellas, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. But then there's other movies of his, like, I don't like uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. I'm like, uh, you know, he, he's a hit and miss guy for me. Yeah. When he works with Leo, there's a pretty good possibility I'm going to like that movie. Did he do The Aviator? No. Uh, did he? I think he did. Huh. I love The Aviator. Okay. It's a great movie. Um, so, yeah. But um, I think that if you're a classic scorsese fan yeah that this is just hitting all the boxes for you because it's scorsese with the old crew and you're thinking oh maybe he's gonna you know do it again you know he's going back to what he knows you know but i don't think he's ever you know lost his touch or anything like right so as far as lost his fastball analogy uh, i don't think so i think i don't know i was just asking Every single director throughout their career evolves and changes of course so of course i'll be interested to see uh, how do you feel about the running time uh, what is it like? Two and a half? Three and a half? Three and a half? Whoa! What? <laughs> three and a half? Yep, three and a half. Uh, well, I wow. mean, yeah. 
That's... See, this is what I always say. There's no such thing as a movie that's too long. There's a mo- such thing as a movie that's too boring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm enjoying the world, give me three and a half. I sit down and I binge TV shows for, you know, five hours. Like, I don't, it's not, yeah. I, it's just, it, it's how you use that time. Maybe the fact that it's on Netflix, you know, you could take a break if you need to. <laughs> yeah, you could. That is true. Yeah. All right. What, what do you got next? Uh, after the Irishman, um, like I said, now now we're getting into the movies on like these top three. I easily can can see being in the awards okay. contention. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Very uh, excited for this one. Very much so. Very much so. Great trailers. Great cast. Great premise. Uh, it's a hist- It's based on a true story and uh, the Ford for. Ferrari stuff. I, I grew up in a house that uh, really appreciated uh, mm-hmm. like cars, not racing so much, but like we had our our specific you know cars that we were allowed to like and stuff like that. Ironically, Ford and Ferrari were not one of those. 1966 is yeah. where this is set, and uh, James Mangold uh, directing Christian Bale and Matt Damon. I mean. That's, I'm in that's three just on that. Right I don't I care what James it's about. Mangold. In fact, it, it reminds me of when Ron Howard did uh, Rush, and I was like, Rush not, came out of nowhere. And I was, was like, I'm not really a car guy, but I'll see this movie, and I was like, Oh my goodness, this movie is it's great. It's one of the best movies of that so year. So I'm kind of getting those vibes here, where it's like, yeah. I'm not really a car guy, but man, this could be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely all in for this movie. Ford versus Ferrari, good yeah. choice. Number two, number two, Bombshell. Yeah. Oh, woo. I mean. Look at how much <laughs> Charlize Theron looks like Megan Kelly. It is an audio podcast, Andrew. There is nobody we're can you, see. We're on YouTube. <laughs> it is terrifyingly. <laughs> we're not even. In is that uncanny. all that matters to you? No. Because did you like Vice? A lot of people didn't like Vice, but man, Christian Bale sure did look like Dick Cheney. You yeah. Know? No, it, it's not all that matters to me. Right. I think this is going to be a fascinating story, but it's it's. I can't put into words how much she looks like in Megyn Kelly. Yeah, here's my thing. It is another in a spate of movies about true true to true story movies about very recent events. Yes, and this is happening more. Like the turnover on this stuff is is quicker and quicker. They and, made a George Bush movie while he was still in office, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, it's part of me is like, can we can we let this story breathe for? You know, decade or so, and then tell it because I think you'll have a lot more understanding of nuance and details and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there's a political element to it. At the same time, you're going to give me Charlize, Nicole, and Margot. Yeah, I mean, no, Charlize isn't in this movie. They have Megan Kelly playing herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so happy Nicole Kidman is still killing you know it. I, she is killing it. I am going to officially say. I think Nicole Kidman is the best working actress in Hollywood Ooh. right now. Shots fired. Yeah. On and it was crazy as I I could somewhere, say that somewhere Meryl Streep's ears just perked up. Well, <laughs> you watch season two of uh, Big Little Lies when they're both when in they're it. going at each other and you're like, oh, these are two titan performances. She's so great. Okay, I, you know what? I won't say that. Well, she's, I've I won't say a, she's the best female. She's possibly the best working actor period in Hollywood. Possibly. Possibly. My, well, here's my thing. I don't know because I've had a crush on her since like my uh, 20s. Like, yeah. I, like it's it's one of those, like, I don't know how to, like, I. she is so beautiful and so talented. And yeah. it's kind of one of those things where I can't, you know, if it's Nicole Kidman, I can't, 
I, I don't know yeah. if I'm just being like goo goo eyed about it or or if she actually is as good as I think she is. No, she, I have a little she bias. Is that, she is so, that good. Yeah. Yeah. And what's crazy is I would also understand people saying that they think Charlize Theron is the number one working sure. actress in Hollywood. You know? And Margot Ro- Robbie is doing great She's stuff, great. too. Yeah. You've even got Allison Janney in here who's doing great stuff. Yeah. You know, John Lithgow. I was going to say, besides, you Connie know, Britton. you have John Lithgow. We didn't even talk about the guys in this movie. Uh, for those... <laughs> we didn't even talk about the premise of this movie. <laughs> we got to talk about... So, it's the... Uh, the quote-unquote untold, kind of told stories about the ongoings of sexual misconduct within the Fox News network. Yeah, a few women decide to take on Fox News boss Roger Ailes and the toxic male culture he presides Played over. by John Lithgow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he'll just be reprising his role from yeah. Cliffhanger. Exactly, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> or from season four of Dexter, however you want to look <laughs> at it. you want to look at it. Yeah. So, nice. yep, starring uh, Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, Jay and Roach Megan Kelly. Jay coming into direct. Way to go, Jay. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's a... Uh, didn't he do um, Austin Powers? <laughs> well, he's I done a lot of stuff I like swear, that. I swear, I swear this is the same guy who did the Austin Powers movies. Oh, he's, yeah, he did the Austin Powers movie. Yes, he did. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. So yep. And meet the parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's fascinating. You look at these directors who started off with these comedies, you know, mm-hmm. and now they're doing these amazing, amazing, you know, dramas, you know, that are just captivating. Well, they're think, all politically driven, sure, but... Uh, I think the one that uh, that I really liked was Trumbo. Did you ever end up seeing Trumbo? I liked Trumbo. I did like I, Trumbo. I, I didn't love Trumbo. I thought it was okay. I think I might have loved it. But uh, you look at like a, you know, we just talked about Roche, but look at Adam McKay, you know, yeah, the guy... doing the same kind of thing. He does the exact same thing. You look at the big short or vice we just talked about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then number one, most I, likely, I think that this is easily the most obvious. You know, this is going to be an awards contender, and that's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I, I there's some uh, chitter chat about didn't we just have this with the documentary? And it's like, but yeah, but this is a very specific story about a very specific moment in yeah. in Mister Rogers' life. This interview is a really interesting story. Here's, and here's what I don't get. Everybody has the same names, like the real life names in this, except for the actual journalist that's interviewing him. Oh, interesting. And it's, I'm curious as to why. Must be a story there, I would think. Yeah. But um, it's Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers. Mm hmm. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> Literally, that is all you need. Yeah. No, yeah, you're they, right. They showed a trailer for this at some other movie I was watching, and it like from frame one when I saw him in the red sweater, you're like oh, taking off wow. his shoes. I was like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. this is gonna be a hit. <laughs> yeah. It's it's haunting. It really is. Uh, Marielle Heller is uh, directing it. Last year she did uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me. Um, which was the, the Phoenix movie? Wait, M- Melissa McCarthy movie. Oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, uh, I forget what that one was called, but I know the um, one you. Yeah, you mentioned. You but were never really here. You I were think. never really here. Yeah. yeah. So that's a rough movie. <laughs> it is. I didn't quite enjoy that one as much as uh, Can You uh, Ever Forgive Me? Yeah. But it's interesting that she, you know she would do both that uh, and this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, she, she's flexing her muscles, you know. She's got some range. So there you go. I think you're right. I think just the Tom Hanks factor, it'll be great to to see him, you know, in the conversation again. 
Um, so it's not like he's been out for a long time. Yeah. He's always got something that he's doing, but, uh, but yeah, this could be really, really interesting. So here are the other ones that I'm excited about that you did not mention. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I think could be an awards contention. Um, I think Downton Abbey could be an awards contention. These kind of movies, uh, get a lot of that attention. Uh, and it was always looked at as a really classy TV show and these are great actors doing great work. So I guess I need to watch it. You've never watched the TV show? Not a single second. Of it's that very show. much a soap opera. Don't get me wrong; it is yeah. a soap opera, but it is one of it is the most well done soap opera I've ever seen. Like the characters are well drawn, well written. You you feel everything they're feeling. Like it's yeah, it's it's pretty impressive stuff. Like sands in the hourglass. <laughs> these so the, is Downton Abbey. These are the Downtons of <laughs> our Abbeys. I think Jim and I, man. Could get a little bit of uh, buzz for best picture if it hits right. Yeah, I think that I thought about. Why are you laughing? I, I think that's crazy. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, it's it's an action movie. It's an act, just I, because it's Ang Lee. I, I agree with ninety nine percent of your opinions. Aaron. So the the uh, the main awards site has it in the top category for possible Best Picture nominations in Leading Contenders category. Fools. <laughs> no, no, honestly, this is... It, it's an action movie with really good visual effects. It's 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 Ang Lee Hulk. It's not Ang Lee Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. It's not Ang Lee okay. Brokeback Mountain. All right, I'm just, I'm just telling you, there's enough buzz that, that people are I'm, talking about I'm it. I'm very excited to go see it. Don't I, give me... I, yes. I think it's going to be great. I'm with Phil. I'm very right. excited. It looks great. It doesn't look like it fits the... I think that there's a better chance of Endgame getting nominated for Best Picture than Gemini Man. Oh, interesting. But I am very excited to see it. It looks good. Uh, Endgame not in any of this site's categories. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the other one uh, from Netflix... One of the other ones. There's two more from Netflix I want to talk about, and they both have a real good shot, I think. Uh, the Laundromat is one. This is Soderbergh's yeah. awards movie, uh, award movie this year. And, and of course, Meryl Streep, anytime so. Meryl Streep steps on screen, she, you know, Oscar nominations drop from the sky. So <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. Uh, Gary Oldman as well, who just won an Oscar. So you've got, you know, two of the the big names uh, on there. Antonio Banderas, uh, David Schwimmer, Will Forte is in this movie as well. <laughs> So, and most importantly to me, Steven Soderbergh is directing it. And that you dude love knows, Soderbergh. I love Soderbergh. I think he knows how to tell a story. I think he knows how to direct the movie. So, not David Cronenberg. Don't get those no, confused. Don't get the two mixed up. Yeah. So, this is on Netflix uh, in less than a month. This will be, this will drop on Netflix. So, is we'll it know weird more. that Antonio Banderas is the biggest draw for me? Just no, because sure. I've always found him to be the most fascinating actor. Yeah. Yeah. But Meryl Streep, I mean, uh, Little Women. Yeah, man. I mean, it's yeah, Greta Gerwig, right? right? You're right. Uh, Sir Ronan and Greta Gerwig, Florence Pugh, who's having a moment. It's Timothy Chalamet. This isn't. This is an awards movie waiting to happen. It is. And is this the one with Emma Watson? Uh, yes. Emily Watson. Emily Watson. Yes. Emily. No, Emma Wa Watson's in it. Um, that's I, literally her right there on the left. Did I grab a, uh, the wrong picture? Or? No. 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 You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. Emma Watson's in this. You're right, and especially, and I hate saying this because it sounds like it's a negative, but people have to realize that there are political incentives to every single nomination. And female empowerment is very strong right now. I'm not trying to take anything away from performances, directing how good this movie could be, but that is a driving factor 
in awards. Mm-hmm. And I think that the star cast alone looks phenomenal. You have that female empowerment driving force. It's a very famous story, Little Women. Mm-hmm. Um, and Streep's in this one, too. Streep is. So Oscars are going to drop from the sky. Exactly. <laughs> now it happens. Yeah. Um, out of all of the people in this movie that I think have a chance, um, it's got to be Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Man. I love Saoirse Ronan. I think she is the next Meryl Streep. I think she's going to be the one that just that just starts cleaning up, like from a young age. Just please go, please if you haven't, go back and see Brooklyn. Oh, you're going to say Lady Bird? No, I mean Lady Bird's great, but a lot of people have seen that. But if you haven't seen Brooklyn, man, that movie's so good. Um, So yeah, so I I think this will be in the conversation. That's just yeah, you're 100 percent right. You are. Um, all right, uh, and then another Netflix one that's coming out called Marriage Story. This is getting a ton of buzz. This oh, is, Adam Driver. Yeah, this is the new Noah Baumbach uh, movie. Uh, drops on Netflix in uh, December. Adam Driver, Scarlett Scar-Jo. Johansson, and Laura Dern. Story following an unfolding divorce that spans from New York City to Los Angeles. Uh, so, yeah, I think this one has a lot of potential as well. And again, one of three Netflix movies that I think are going to be big, could be big contenders. Uh, in the awards this year. Lord, so. in, in both of those movies that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no Meryl Streep, so. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? She yeah. can't be in everything. Uh, all right, these are, <laughs> Unfortunately. A little, these are a little less likely, maybe, but I think we should talk about them because I think it's possible. Jojo Rabbit. I think Taika with, uh, Watiti could could make some waves here. <laughs> it, it could possibly have the Captain Fantastic, you know, the little film that could. Yeah. Well, and it's controversial enough that it's going to be in people's brains. With everybody playing Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> it so, looks it looks fun. It, honestly, I know it's um, Taika Waititi doing it, but it looks so much like a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. No, that's, I, I can see that. Of course, I haven't seen it's the trailer. It's very symmetrical. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, that's that's one I think of. I mean, you know, um, Stephen Merchant, Scarlett Johansson in this as well. Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson. You know, there's some there's some good names in here. <laughs> Taika Waititi playing Hitler. <laughs> uh, this one I'm super excited about. Lucy in the Sky. Uh, oh, this is yeah. Noah Hawley, who, by the way, just finished the series finale of Legion. So now I've seen all 27 episodes uh, that are that are I think they're done. And man, did that show get good. Whew. That show was always good. Well, maybe. But I was it, confused for a lot of okay, that first season. But show, once I locked into what they were doing, the show became accessible. Yes. And well, understandable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For me, at least. I mean, maybe some people got it the whole time, but I think Noah Hawley is so talented. Natalie Portman, of course, is amazing. Yeah. Zazie Beetz in this as well. John Hamm. I always called it Noah Hale. I guess I'm wrong. I think it's Noah Hawley. Yeah. You're probably right. There's two L's. I so think. this is the story of a female astronaut who, upon returning to Earth from a life-changing mission in space, begins to slowly unravel and lose touch with reality. I think this, I mean, Noah Hawley doing someone losing touch with reality. I mean, that's bread and butter. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think this could be really good. Uh, this is my most anticipated film, although I don't know <clears throat> how likely it will be to get the nominations. Knives Out. Um, no. Don't think it's going to happen? No. I mean, people, I mean, they do like Ryan Johnson. That, that, that cast is crazy good. Yeah. Uh, I like one of Ryan Johnson, two of Ryan Johnson's movies. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> one of them has to be the Star Wars one, right? Like, Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, 1917. This is Sam Mendes' uh, movie this year. It looks like a, uh, well, maybe because we just had uh, 
Dunkirk. Dunkirk. That mm-hmm. it just has that vibe to it. Yeah. There's something about a world, you know, like World, world War One or World War Two. This is one, World one. War One. Yeah. 1917, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, but there's something about a war movie, you yeah. know, the the Academy really likes to to dig into, and Sam Mendes has the pre- pedigree, so yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, and then I'm super excited about this just because of the director. I really know nothing about it, but Bong Joon-ho, uh, Parasite. This movie looks crazy. So you've seen a trailer or yeah. something? Okay, I've, see, I I've seen this trailer so many times. <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? Because I'm trying to figure out what this movie's about. So here's the plot. All unemployed, uh, Kaitek's family takes particular interest in the wealthy and glamorous parks for their livelihood until they get entangled in an unexpected incident. Very broad plot synopsis there's uh early reports coming out say that this movie is nothing like the descriptions like it is like it's a out of left field like just to throw you off kind of a plot mm. so it's one of those things but i love bong jung ho the host is great he's also done uh did he do snowpiercer i think he Anyway, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, he's in Bong the host. Great. His, the host. His first movie is one of my favorites. Yeah, like I said, the host is phenomenal. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, he's he's done amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, this movie looks really good. So there you go. Those are. Uh, I'm sure there are others. Uh, there will be some we haven't even heard of yet. Probably that'll pop in. Screeners will start arriving it's, here it's in a month cr- or so. It's crazy because the first half of this year was so rough, but the but back half looks. Like, it's just stacked. We're so ready. I'm so ready for this. I'm just like, you know, I just so many disappointing movies this summer, and I'm just, I'm ready to like movies again. Was it, I know last year was it was, too great. Good. It was too good. It was great. But was it spread out yes. good? Yes, it was Where, good all year. There were, there were seven A, you know, B plus, A minus, A movies within the first two months of last year. Like, it was yeah. it was a great movie year last year. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if we're going to, like, you know, several years down the road, we're going to look back at 2019. And we're going to say, because of, you know, how many good movies that, potential good movies that look like they're coming out. If we'll say that 2019 was a good year for movies. Or if we're going to say the back half of 2019 if there's going to be that asterisk asterisk on it you know well you know that's it, it is one of those interesting things that you don't think about when you're looking at what movies came out in a year like usually when they came out but if you've lived yeah. through it you understand that a little bit more yeah um so yeah well there you go well before we head on to our sift quest for this week thank you so much to our sift pop members uh we're going to record a little bonus show for you here in yeah. a bit if you want to know what it takes to be a member of sift pop uh we do it through patreon patreon.com slash sift pop starts at three bucks a month there's different levels that get uh, different perks different things that you can enjoy and thank you so much uh to those who make sift pop possible um, we truly, truly appreciate you. Your uh, giving humbles us. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff. Thank you. Thank you. All right, on to the Sift Quest. Uh, this one says, hey, guys. Hello. With all the Disney Plus announcements, do you think that Disney will have the upper hand in the streaming wars? How would you rank the streaming services, both for you personally and how successful you think they will be? Thanks. It's <laughs> a big Me. question. Yeah. Do we want it? Do we want to um, break down the players first? I had a question about the players. Yeah, are we counting Disney Plus and Hulu in the same? Category? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's the same. It's the the, the same yeah. uh, companies. But I'm just saying, like, you could have Hulu on its own, and you could have Disney Plus sure, on its own. Sure. Yeah, so, I think we'll talk about it from the perspective of the, of culmination of both. Yeah, of yeah. Of of like who owns what. Then I think it's a pretty simple uh, top three. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, top three that you're excited about or top three that are going to be successful? That will be successful. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want me to go ahead and just... Yeah, go ahead. Easily Disney Plus is number one now. Uh-huh. It's 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 taken the reins. I agree. It's taken the reins. It, In both categories me, for me. It's yeah. the one I'm most excited about and it's the one that I, that I think yeah. will be most successful. Yeah, I think that Disney Plus is just going to dominate. Um, then I, I still have Netflix at number two. Yeah. I still have Netflix at number two. Uh, yes, uh, as this image is showing of uh, Mickey Mouse smashing the end down into the box. <laughs> oh, boy. Guess who's the big number one player on the streaming service? Oh. That was really good. Oh, thank you. Oh. I'll, but, be, I'll be Mr. Netflix. Ouch, Mickey, get off me. I'm Mr. Netflix. Stay down there, you punk. Oh, this is my game now. Oh, no. Oh. But uh, I do think that... Uh, Disney Plus is going to be easily number one. But still, I do have Netflix at number two. People say that Netflix is dying. I don't think we're going to see the end of Netflix for a very long time. Because if they're going to put out quality content like these movies coming out, I think you have... They went with a quantity over quality kind of thing. If they can change that to a quality over quantity, maybe lower yeah, their they price. Can't, they can't compete on quantity anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because everybody's seen all of the shows that they've had forever, well, and, and everybody's, their originals are... Everybody's going to be pulling their branded content yeah, over time. You know exactly. what I mean? Disney stuff is coming off there eventually. Yeah. The Marvel stuff's going to be off there within the next couple of years. Yeah. So, yeah, people are pulling their stuff. And then at number three, just because everybody has Prime, I'm mm-hmm. going Amazon Prime. That's what three. I. That's my one, two, and three as well. Is it really? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's my one, two, and three as well. Yeah. Um, Disney with Hulu, ESPN, ABC, Fox, and FX uh, all under their umbrella. Yeah. You can do a lot with that stuff. Uh, the Netflix, then Amazon Prime. Um, I have HBO Max ranked after that. Um, oh, I didn't even really think about like the, uh, that's the premium Warner. channels like HBO. So or... HBO Max, well, they're definitely going to be a player. Um, HBO Max will include Warner, WB. Uh, they also own TNT, TBS, CNN, those kind of things. Um, so there's that. I'll tell you who I do not think is going to be a player at all. And they really think they're going to be. Who's that? Apple. I don't I, know. I don't think Apple's going to be they're, a player. They're way behind. Like, here's what it feels like to me. Apple yeah. and Google are so far behind, they have no chance, right? Yeah. But Google realizes it, and Apple doesn't. And I think that, at least that's how I'm, I'm yeah. picturing it. Like, Google's, I feel like Google has stepped back and said, you guys do the streaming wars. Yeah. We're going to own everything else in tech. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, I don't know how Apple doesn't realize they can't. Hey, it's I, I actually did this thing where I, I really I prepped for this hardcore. I ranked <laughs> I ranked every service in several different categories. I ranked every service in back catalog, price, new content, interface, quality, auxiliaries, and release schedule. So I'm assuming Based on everything we know, it's going to be Disney as number one. We don't know Interface, obviously. Right. That's unknown for Disney. Yes. Yeah. Um, The thing is, uh, Disney's not number one in auxiliaries. Amazon Prime is. The idea that when you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you get all this other stuff. That's true. So it's not just about content. Um, That is the one area that Apple has. If Apple can figure out how to tie it into their huge... Uh, hardware fan base, yeah, in a, which is what they like to do anyway. That is the one avenue that can work for them. Yeah, um, I don't think it's enough. No, but it could happen that way. I will say though, um, it's not a streaming service, but all the movies I buy now, I buy on Apple TV. Yeah, 
because I can watch it anywhere and share it with my family. You yeah. know, like, hey, I just bought a new movie on Apple TV, so you guys can watch it if you want. Like, I just right. bought uh, Last Night about Alita, Battle right. Angel. And my right. parents are like, what is this Alita movie? Like, it's an action movie. You'll love it. <laughs> so we didn't talk about um, uh, Viacom, which is CBS All Access, <laughs> uh, Paramount, Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, and BEC. That's a decent umbrella. There's some content there. I, whenever you listed, like, a bunch of those channels i could see them you know i don't really see them as players i see them as being swallowed by well those are all viacom i'm saying if yeah. viacom centralized yeah a streaming service that included all of that content do they know, plan on it? i haven't heard anything no no, no. Oh, this I, is I, uh, i'm telling you theoretically, theoretically theoretically looking down the line of the streaming wars the content is going to become so important that I think they will. I think they will centralize all their content there. Uh, Universal has NBC, Sci-Fi, uh, E! Entertainment. They'll make a play. Universal will make a play. And by the way, Universal's back catalog almost beats Disney's. You know what I mean? Like, if there's anybody that can compete with Disney on, like, ownership of a back catalog of movies and TV shows, it's Universal NBC. Yeah. So, it, it's, you're right. it's going to be fascinating to see where it all shakes down. I think the, I think you're right. I think for the time being, those the top three are pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, I think HBO Max is a pretty solid number four. And then I think Viacom and NBC will be fighting over that fifth spot. And I don't think there's room for more than five. Yeah. I really don't. No, no. Because then it's just going to get back to, well, we're paying the exact same amount we were paying for mm -hmm. our uh, our uh, uh, satellite company yeah. or our cable company. Yeah. Well, and we always we forget all this content is owned by communications companies. <laughs> like Comcast is the big owner of the NBC Universal yeah. stuff. Viacom is the big owner of the CBS stuff. You know, it's just it's funny to think of how communication companies have become our you know our big owners of a lot of this stuff. So. Get but I'm Mr. Netflix, and I I don't want to die, Mickey. You're about to get a nut on the forehead by the people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question about Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a two-part question. Can, uh, does Netflix lower their price monthly? And can Netflix lower their price monthly? They okay. It's so, going to be interesting for Netflix, man, because their, their back catalog right is so small. The, just the stuff that they own compared to the other players, like it's yeah. going to be fascinating. As much as you want them to, they can't survive off Stranger Things or no. stuff like or that. Or the, even though they're putting out, you know, a hundred movies a year or whatever they're doing, well, only yeah. like. 12 of those are ones people are actually excited about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's, I don't know, it's going to be really fascinating for them. No, they need to whittle their catalog down of originals. Not only te television shows, but also movies. I think that um, if they can stick to trying to make awards contending movies, like The Irishman or The Laundromat, stuff like that, I think that that could be netflix's new bread and butter if they evolve into that and then they switch to only making their high quality uh television shows like they just came out with like uh like five new shows that are getting trashed like i think it's like i am mother and uh, after dark and stuff like that that are just getting trashed and they look like they're big big budget shows i'm like that is just money wasted if people aren't going to watch it yeah whittle it down to your great content that is what's going to keep people coming back to I, you. I think Disney is, I mean, if anybody's going to keep up, Disney has started a price war. Like, for six ninety nine for what they're offering, it's, it's, it's insane. And by the way, I've already bought Disney Plus 
for the next three years. I didn't know you could already buy it. Uh, yeah. There's a deal going on through the rest of this weekend where you can buy three years of Disney Plus for 140 bucks. Three dollars and eighty-eight cents a month. Well, I'm doing that when I get home. Three like I'm I'm gonna be subscribed to Disney Plus for the next three years anyway. Might as well pay three bucks and eighty-eight cents a month as opposed to six ninety-nine. Three dollars and eighty-eight cents a month on seven seven different uh, devices or something like that. Yeah. Well, they're embarrassing Netflix. Four dollars a month is like unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Netflix, hold my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Hold my pocket. And they can. They have they have the ability to do it. It's all stuff they already own. They yeah. they have they have rightly gambled on content being king and just bought up great content. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, it's the, fascinating. <laughs> it's crazy because they can only make money off of this. They can't lose money because all of the content that people are excited about is stuff that's been out for. 50 years <laughs> you know they have a back catalog to where they can say hey four dollars a month you get everything we've ever done right uh, it, yes they're still gonna be you know spending money on new properties like star wars like their mandalorian or all of the marvel shows but comparative to how much all that back catalog is there's no way they can't yeah. make money yeah and again this is why and i'll say this one more time this is why universal really could be a player in this when they announce whatever they're going to do with their streaming service are they i haven't heard anything well, they, is this theoretical? they will this is theoretical now but they yeah. will i mean it's almost a guarantee they will get into this yeah. um they almost have no choice but when they do they also have a back catalog and the ability just to immediately offer it for whatever they want to offer it for. So it it could be fascinating to see where all this boils down, but for the time being, I think Disney uh, definitely is in the lead. What if Universal buys Netflix? That is a possibility, for sure. 100%. And I think something like that is going to happen. Like I said, I think we're going to get down to five. I think at the end of the day, people will be paying about 70 bucks a month for their entertainment, and it'll be split over five streaming services, and that's just how it'll be. My my curiosity is where where are the sports going to end up? Where is wh- where is live TV going to end up? The stuff that that we used to go to, you know, watch the Oscars or a sporting event or something that's live on television. Who's going to stream that live? And I think you'll see that start to be divided up amongst the streaming companies too, because I just don't think there's. I think that idea of live TV is is done eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are just too set in their ways. By the way, I found this interesting. I mentioned release schedule is one of my factors. Uh, it really is divided. Uh, who does like binge style where you drop everything at once and who's going to go weekly? They announced Disney Plus announced the Mandalorian will be weekly. I think that's brilliant. I think I, one of the things that Netflix gets stubborn about is the binge thing. And I think it does hurt them. At uh, some point, I'm going to disagree with you. On no, that I know we, we've had yeah. this conversation, yeah. but I, I think human nature loves being like that drip, 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 you know? I think that there's an addiction element to it. Oh, yeah. No, that's what Netflix is counting on. Yeah. I'm just saying long-term, the drip, drip, drip is healthier. Like long-term, as far as like an ecosystem. Sustainable. Yeah, it's more sustainable. The binging gets really interesting for Netflix, yeah. you know, because it, it diminishes in some ways conversation. It diminishes, you know, Stranger Things comes and goes in a week, right? A day. Where, whereas, <laughs> right, whereas Euphoria, people were talking about Euphoria, for nine weeks in a row you know what i mean so there is there is a little bit of interesting thing that happens with that so yeah did netflix ever have a show that was a weekly i don't think they've ever done weekly they're very stubborn about oh well that's that's not true they've done some kids shows weekly and i think they did the uh 
the talk show, um, the the soup guy uh, that was also on Community. Um, anyways, he he did a like a soup style oh, show that they did um, weekly. John oh, something maybe. You, yeah. Yeah. Why'd anyways, you do that to me? I don't know because our brains. <laughs> yeah. Because our brains. Yeah. Uh, I want to say John Henson, but it's that is, it's it's not, is it? It's not even John. <laughs> I think. Joel McHale. Joel I McHale. I did not look it up. I did not look it up. I saw you grab your phone. Don't yeah, lie I did, to me. but I got to the search and I didn't type anything in. Joel McHale. Fair enough. Nicely it, was, done. it was the J-O that did it for Very me. Very nicely done. Yeah. Well, that there was you a go. really fun. Yeah. Thank you uh, for that question. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a SIFT quest you want to send us on, just let us know. Hit us up by email. You can do feedback at SIFPOP.com. Uh, nice. All right. Let's get to our buried treasure. What do you got? I, I went first last week. I wanted to go, you to go. Well, let's talk about Dave Chappelle, shall we? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I I was I was tentative about talking about this. Um, here's where I come down on a lot of this stuff. I hate a lot of what he said. Uh, really? Yeah. No. 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 A, a lot of what he said is very distasteful and very disgusting to me in his latest special. Um, I kind of love that he said it. And let me let me ex- try to explain what I'm saying there. I am such a free speech person, and I think the only way we're able to wrestle with our ideas and wrestle with concepts is to be allowed to speak them into the air and to be allowed to say things that may seem offensive to someone. His special didn't offend me. Like, I don't I don't get offended. It's just not something that I want to waste energy on is getting offended. Um, I just disagree with some of the points he made or the the way he made his points. Um, But humor and comedy, especially plays on those edges of what's appropriate and what's okay because it's our opportunity again to experience what that sounds like in the real world to and to come away from it going i disagree with that or you know that was hilarious but i uh, sure want to say that you know like that kind of stuff the michael jackson stuff specifically was the stuff i found the most distasteful um yeah. <laughs> but again these are jokes. This is yeah. a stand-up routine. And Dave Chappelle is doing what stand-ups for years before him have done and pushing those boundaries. But we leave, we live in such a different culture now that it's fascinating. He's looking at the camera and going, I dare you. Cancel me. Try. Yeah. Try cancel culture. Try to cancel me. Go for it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to quit making these jokes. Like, yeah. he's, he's being very obstinate. And there's something really interesting about that. I loved his new stand. Oh, so, so tell me about your yeah your experience. You with it. know me. I yeah. hate political correctness mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah. I obviously there are some things that shouldn't be said. I do hold comedy in a different category in, mm-hmm. in political correctness, and I think that that's where he's really coming across in this. Is right. That you know, um, uh, did you see the epilogue on YouTube? The twenty-minute Q and A he did after. Well, it's, it's on Netflix too. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's I at the end of the credits. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, um, uh, when he was talking about the transgender person that came mm-hmm. to his show, he's, and the transgender person said, uh, the Washington Post uh, ragged on you last time for uh, making jokes about R. Kelly because it normalized him. Why aren't they saying uh, that you're, whenever you make jokes about transgender people, that you're normalizing us? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's a really good point, you know. And, uh, and that's what his show does. Yes, he's making fun, but the things he makes fun about, it humanizes. It doesn't – We the things that we're afraid to talk about, we shouldn't be afraid to talk about. You know, That's, that's where I think we can dr- draw our agreement is, yeah. is I think we do need 
to be able to joke. I think we do yes. need to be able to say things. Now, that's not me. I'm not. I'm not the person who wants to push boundaries. It's not my personality. Um, I. I. It. It does bother me if I've offended someone. Uh, and so I don't. I don't think I have the the stomach for it. Like you know, um, to do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but but what I really do believe is we have to be able to talk about it. Now, it is not untrue that that speech can incite action. Right. Oh, obviously that, that can happen. But I think in a situation like this, you're not talking about somebody giving a motivational speech. You're talking about them trying to make a group of people laugh. And I do yeah. think there is a difference. Um, I also do appreciate uh, conversations I've heard about the difference between punching up and punching down. I think that's appropriate. The idea of when you make fun of someone, uh, it probably should be someone who is above you, so to speak, more powerful than you, uh, those kind of things, as opposed to somebody that you are more powerful than. Uh, and so I think he falls on different sides of that line in this a little bit. Mm. Um, but, uh, I will say this about the special. I did laugh. I did laugh several times. Yeah. Uh, I also cringed several times. I never cringed. And, uh, and I think that's valuable for you to know if you decide to watch it is yeah. he's, he's not, he's not afraid. No, of, he's not pulling punches. No, 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 <clears throat> no at all. Yeah. Not at all. So I'm I, glad we talked about it. Oh yeah. I, I was, was actually, I was a little nervous talking about it. I was Almost about to make it my uh, buried treasure until yeah. I saw yeah. what mine is. Yeah. All right. What's yours? I saw a Danish film. Called... Like a film about like raspberry Danishes? <laughs> yes. That sounds amazing. It, 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 it kind of reminded me of Chef, you know, just like, oh, yeah. this is delicious. No, it's a Danish film called The Guilty. Have you heard about this? No. Yes. It's, um, do you remember that Halle Berry movie a couple years ago where she made, uh, where she was an emergency service caller, you know, like people call into 911, like, hello, what's your emergency? You know, she did that. Did you ever see that movie? No. Oh. Well, that's this movie, except this movie is way better. <laughs> this movie came out last year, and it's the story of an emergency service caller or uh, answerer who... Mm -hmm. Gets a call from a lady who uh, is being kidnapped by somebody, and it's it, it's kind of like a lock. It never leaves this room. Okay, you only see him That's on the great. phone. No music, nothing. All the all you hear is just uh, everything over the phone. You see people in the background, uh, like all the other emergency call people, but it's always on him. He is always the person talking, and it's this whole movie is about him trying to find a way to save this woman. And there is some plot movements in this movie that shook me. I'm like, whoa. Nice. I did not see that coming. That's always fun. If I would have seen this uh, last year, it probably would have made my top ten movies. Easily made my top ten movies nice. last year. And 2018 was a stacked year. Yeah, it was. You can watch this on Hulu. I cannot recommend this movie enough. You're, you're getting some agreement in the chat. Some, really? More than one person is saying yes, yes, yes. Oh, Very nice. Man, this movie is so good. I wonder how I missed that. Uh, well, I should have gotten a screener, I would imagine. Really? It yeah. wasn't nominated for anything. And it's shocking because yeah. this movie is so good. Because after I watched it, I'm like, okay, this, was this one nominated for uh, Best Foreign Language Film and I didn't get it? No, it wasn't. Hmm. And it should have been. This movie's great. The wow. guy... Could have possibly been nominated for Best Actor. 
Wow. Yeah. Very nice. And that movie's title again is? The Guilty. The Guilty. Well, the only thing we're guilty of, Andrew, yeah. is doing a podcast. Oh, man, we did it. The show has happened. What was this, 206? Uh, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere in the early 200s. Yeah. I thought you meant time length. Oh, Two hours no, and six no, minutes. No, 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 no. It does feel like we've been going a while. <laughs> we have been going a while on I this I was one. actually afraid this podcast was going to run a little short. Yeah, because, so was I. Yeah, but I no, think we I think overcompensated, it, uh, Andrew. Yeah, is that what we did? <laughs> I think we may have overcompensated I think a we bit. pushed like an hour 20, something like that. Uh, a little bit more than that, even, maybe. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can just search for Studio DNA in your podcast player. That's one word, Studio DNA. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again. Hi, thanks, buddy. He uh, deleted his Twitter, so don't try to contact him there. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Huge thanks to Phil. Uh, hey! For producing the show, both audio and video. That's right. We, uh, it's an audio podcast. We uh, do actually shoot this live uh, on YouTube, so you can join us live for these recordings or watch them later on YouTube if you like to do that. Uh, Phil has never had a Twitter, so now I'm the only one on Twitter. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Civ Pop members for giving monthly to make Civ Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks, including the monthly video hangout. You can find out all the information at Patreon.com slash sift pop uh, lots of ways to connect with the podcast you can comment rate leave a review at apple Podcasts. Uh, we like to read those uh, on here as well sometimes so throw some stars our way uh, or email us at feedback at siftpop.com and finally if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like it too so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than realizing men in black will be a dud uh, no spoilers uh, this week uh, we already spoiled everything yeah literally uh, I think we talk about everything under the sun today. So no spoilers like it. No sif spoil this week, but we will be back next week uh, to talk a little bit about it, or a little bit, or a little bit about it. I am so stoked! I cannot tell you how excited I am. We'll see you there.